Hey everyone, it's Mike with Practicing Catholic. Today, we're going to start a three-part series on the theological virtues, beginning with faith. There's so much that we can learn from this amazing virtue. Let's get ready to practice. Well, thank you all, as always, for your time and being with us today. We really, really do appreciate that. Again, as I mentioned, today we're starting a three-part series on the theological virtues, beginning with faith. Uh, before we start, I want to talk a little bit about why do we talk so much about virtue? You know, one of the things that um, I've come to understand and, and study and things like that is that virtue is really a habit. It's something that we can get better at. So when we talk about the cardinal virtues of temperance, prudence, justice, fortitude, the Vincentian virtues, humility, simplicity, meekness, mortification, zeal... These are all things that as individuals we can grow in, we can develop, and they help us develop in our faith life. When it comes to the theological virtues, though, they're different. They're called the theological virtues because they are gifts from God. Faith, hope, charity are only emboldened, only strengthened through grace received by God. And that's really what we hope to, to help you unlock today is that, you know, if you're struggling in faith, it's not because of academic study. It's not because of lack of knowledge. It's because of not responding to grace, because grace enables us to see and, 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 and understand faith differently. So the first thing about faith that we really want to talk about, it comes from the catechism, paragraph 144 is that faith, in, in many ways, has an element of obedience. And there's two great examples that we see as it relates to faith in Scripture. In the Old Testament, we hear about Abraham and Sarah. And they're, they're given their son, Isaac. God has blessed their marriage and gives them Isaac. However, God asks Abraham to sacrifice Isaac to him. Right? God, God is saying to Abraham, I am what is good. I am what gives you all the blessing in your life. Do this. And Abraham, being strong in his faith, follows the command. He, he takes Isaac to the mount. He builds an altar, and he's going to sacrifice his son. He's doing what God has asked him, and God stops. God intervenes and says, Abraham, you've shown your faith. And provides to him the animals that he will then sacrifice to the Lord as a gift uh, of thanks and praise but again, this is a moment of, wow, what faith he had. What faith. The second example is the Blessed Mother. You know, today is the Feast of the Annunciation. Uh, it's not lost on me. We have, um, we have not, uh, we were unable to get this, this show up the other day uh, because of countless technical issues that we still cannot figure out. But the Blessed Mother intercedes on our behalf. And today is her feast day, and it's only right that we talk about faith when it comes to the Blessed Mother. This is her feast day, and it is her intercession that is guiding and, and, and allowing us to, to share so much more about her. And again, what an example of faith to all of us. You know, again, on the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel comes to the Blessed Mother and says, you will be the mother of God. And he's like, well, how's this going to happen? And I don't have a husband. And what, is, what does Gabriel say? The Holy Spirit will, be, will descend upon you. 
Jesus will become incarnate. And again, she will become the mother of God. Wow. Now, what does Mary say? Let it be done to me according to thy word. Right? She believed what Gabriel had said to her would happen. What an amazing profession of faith. More importantly, she says that she's the handmaid of the Lord. It's better, better translated as servant and or slave. Right? I'm the slave of God. Let it be done to me according to what God desires. And we see in Mary's life how her fiat, this great yes that she makes today, right? Her faith is only ever strengthened, right? She agreed to be the mother of God. She accepted everything good and bad without knowing the future. She she did. We see her faith in the wedding feast of Cana, right? She takes the needs of the family. She intercedes on their behalf and takes the need to Jesus. Who says, you know, woman, what is this to you? What is this to me? He does not respond in the most kind way to his mother. And, and as we see that, but Mary doesn't even respond to Jesus. She turns to the servants and says, do whatever he says. Right? At that moment, the Blessed Mother knows in faith that Jesus will take care of the problem. She doesn't doubt. She does not even question what's going to happen right there. She does not doubt. She continues in faith. She has faith that Jesus is going to provide a solution. And her direction to the servants are really her directions to us as it relates to faith. Do what he tells us. Do what he says. Follow him. And, and we see in that miracle how Jesus, how Jesus takes the ordinary water and makes it extraordinary. Because it's not just wine that he makes, it's the best wine. We see that in the scripture passage where, where the master of ceremony comes to the family and says, you know, most people serve the best wine first, but you have held this to the end. What a great honor. No one does this. Jesus takes what is ordinary and makes it extraordinary. So, again, so faith has this element of obedience. We have to listen and follow through. We have to listen and follow through. You know, another thing that, that grace we have to understand is that faith is a grace. It's something that we receive when we open our minds and hearts to God more deeply. I say that because... Again, in the Catechism, when you look at it, Peter confessed, and we know this from Scripture, when Jesus, when Peter confesses that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Son of the living God, Jesus declared to him that that revelation did not come from flesh and blood. It, it, rather, it came from his Father who was in heaven. Peter received the grace, that faith. He recognized in faith that Jesus was fulfilling what had been promised but it, it was a supernatural gift. It wasn't something that he learned by, by study. It wasn't given to him by James or John. P, it, it, this is a gift that Peter receives because of grace. The other thing, too, is that believing, so faith is a human act, and it's only made possible by grace. It's only made possible by the interior help of the Holy Spirit. And, and I'll give you an example of today's faith where that's true. Today, unfortunately, 
many Catholics do not believe in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. It's a very sad thing. And I'm not attacking people. I'm just stating a, a fact there. And that's not because of a lack of knowledge or understanding or anything like that. It's because of a lack of faith. It's because it's not trusting in what we know to be true. You know, it's called a mystery of the faith. The, the Trinity is acting at that moment, and Jesus makes himself present. Transubstantiation occurs. And what appears as bread and wine is not. And it has changed to being his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And that is faith. And, and faith takes an element of opening the mind and heart to understanding what is true, what God has revealed to be true. That is, it, it takes us to that, to, to a, a place where we go beyond just normal understanding. Uh, when we see it normally, oh sure, it only look, it looks that way, but faith takes us to that next place. It moves us into this deeper union with the Trinity. It moves us into a deeper acceptance of, the, uh, of, of truth, and it enables us to receive greater graces. Greater graces. You know, faith seeks understanding. You know, it, 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 for, for someone who truly believes in God, right, they, they desire to know better the one in whom he has put faith. It only makes sense. If you really believe in God, you want to know God more. You want to know the Trinity more. So what does that cause us to do? It causes us to, to desire to know through study, through Scripture, through the sacraments, to experience and know God more. It seeks that understanding, but in the process, it changes our, our eyes and our hearts. It changes how we think, too. Look what it did for Peter again. It opened his eyes to the revelation that Jesus standing before him was, in fact, the Son of God. It changed, changes for us today in the Eucharist when we see Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It changes for us the meaning of reconciliation, that I'm just not talking to a priest. Right? In persona Christi, the, the, the priest is sitting in the place of Christ. The Trinity is working together at that moment to bestow the grace, the absolution, it, it changes our understanding of so many things. You know, St. Augustine actually said, I believe in order to understand, and I understand in order to believe. There's beautiful words that he has there, that faith seeks understanding. And there's, there's freedom in faith. It, it is a true response. You, anything we do with, with regard to faith has to be free choice free will god is never going to force us to love him he's never going to force us to truly believe in him it's not how god operates god is only ever desiring a free choice and when it is free it's so much more powerful it's so much more powerful it says in the catechism here that without faith it is impossible to please god and to attain the fellowship of his sons, therefore, without faith, no one has ever attained justification, 
nor will anyone obtain eternal life, but he who endures to the end. There's a lot of fancy words there. Uh, Oftentimes when you read these kinds of things, but what it's saying here is that how do I know if what I do, my actions, my thoughts, my words I say to people, how do I know if they're really pleasing to God if I don't have a relationship with God, if I really don't believe in God? I can't attain a, a true relationship with someone if I don't have any kind of interaction with them, if I don't pray with, if I don't pray, if I don't do anything, if I'm not attending church, if I'm not doing these things, how can I ever really obtain this relationship that I seek? It's any other, like any other relationship, we got to spend time with the, with the Trinity. And that's, that's not just going to church on Sunday. We have to desire to, to pray more, to read more, to study more to go to reconciliation, to attend talks, to encourage others, maybe start a Bible, maybe be a part of a Bible study, whatever those things are. Faith begins to, to change and shape our lives more inwardly in terms of faith, but more outwardly with how we view things. It changes our perception as to what is really important. Uh, for me, for a long time, in my own, my own life, my own um, my own faith journey, uh, work was, you know, number one. I was all about work and title and money, and it's just not that way anymore. My faith has opened up my my heart and my mind to understand that anything that I do, everything I do, is part of God's greater plan, and it's with God. The work we do here at VMY, it's not mine, it's God's. He's asked us to partner with him at this time. There have been great directors before us. There will be directors after after us. But at this time, he's asked us to be here and to partner with him in building his kingdom. So it's not ours. I, we don't own this. You know, that's that's pretty profound when you begin to see your work that way. You begin to see how, whether you're a teacher, a doctor, or even a student right now, God is asking you to to be a part of building his kingdom. That gift, the talent you have, he's asking for you to use to make things better for his kingdom. Not for our own kingdom. It's not ours. We don't own it. You know, and it's it's kind of backwards because we we say, oh, you know, we talk about my career. <laughs> it's God's really, when I look at it now, I look at how God has used my work experience to prepare me for the job I have now. Because literally everything I've ever done has been used in my current job and more. So my my career really wasn't mine. God was preparing me for the role today. And that's that kind of leads us to the next part about faith is, is faith requires perseverance. We will struggle at times. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not perfect. Believe me. There was a period in my, there have been many a time in my life where I've struggled in faith, where I've questioned it, where I have doubted. I'll just say that word. I, I doubted. You know, I wasn't going to daily, daily mass. I wasn't even going to mass on Sunday. Uh, you know, I'm not saying this from the standpoint of I'm better than. Please understand. What I'm trying to share is a personal change. A, a conversion, I guess you could say. Because I had real questions in my life that I desired answers to. I was like, okay, God, you know what? I'm angry. I have questions. You're going to answer them. 
And God was like, all right, finally. <laughs> finally. Got your attention, Mike. And, uh, and, and in doing that, uh, led me to, to school. It led me to so many other things. And, and it has truly profoundly changed my life. Uh, and, and I'm so thankful today for everything that's happened because of where God's led me. And I'm most thankful for because of this, this relationship I have with God. You know, in the end, all of us are going to ultimately have to say, who do you say that I am? That is the question of faith. Who do you say that Jesus is? We have to be able to answer that. And your answer is your answer. But I can tell you, in, in my personal faith journey, in my personal life story, I have only ever found God to be more real, more true, more present today more than ever. And I only hope and pray that you too can experience that. But it's not without struggle. It's not without difficulty. It's not without challenge. It's not without losing. It's not without being being placed in difficult situations. Jesus himself suffered on the cross. The Blessed Mother, when we, t- when we think about Our Lady of Sorrows, her heart was pierced seven times. Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son. Faith does not mean everything's going to be easy. Doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy. But again, there's so much power here. There's so much power. And, and to be honest, truly, we can never truly understand the fullness, the richness of the Trinity. We can't. We see that in Paul's letter to the Corinthians. He says, At present we see indistinctly, as in a mirror, but then face to face. At present I know partially, then I shall know fully, as I am fully known. It's beautiful language that he writes here, but when we really look at this this passage, what he's saying is we cannot fully understand the, the true mystery of the faith of the Trinity. We won't understand the fullness of, until we are face to face with God in heaven. Right now, I only understand a portion. I only experience a portion. But when I reach heaven, I will fully understand. I am fully known. I'll fully know the true love of God to experience that. And, you know, I guess as as we're sitting here, I guess what I want to do the following before we kind of end today's show is is really kind of give you a couple key things as it relates to faith. You know, first, faith today helps make us taste the in, in advance the light of the beautiful beatific vision, the goal of our journey here below. Now that comes from the catechism. So faith makes us taste in advance the light of the uh, beatific vision, the goal of our journey here below. And what does that mean? We're going to see God face to face. Faith today is really the beginning of eternal life. Faith today is the beginning of eternal life. And and so taking time to really contemplate the blessings we have in our life, to contemplate the blessing of faith now is so important. Giving thanks and praise for, for faith 
for enabling us to see what we see, to experience the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in the Eucharist for the gift of reconciliation. It draws us ever deeper into greater union with the Trinity. So, there's only a couple of weeks here left in Lent. And what I'm going to ask is the following. If you haven't had the time yet, take time to go to confession. Take time to participate in the Stations of the Cross. Take time to, to share your faith in these other forms of celebration with, with those in, in the community. Because we're not on this journey alone, ladies and gentlemen. We are on this journey together. We're maybe at different places in life. We may be, some may be at the beginning of the journey, kind of like Alina and I talked about in the, in the Beatitudes, some of us further along. But we're not on this road alone. And we're certainly not alone because of our faith. Because the Trinity is with us. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. As we say, we are the, temp- the Holy Spirit is a temple. We are the temple for, for the Holy Spirit. So, before we end the show now, I'm going to give you a quote. Now, I know this is Alina's thing, but I'm going to try my best. I actually just took a simple scripture passage because I thought it really does summarize what we're doing. It comes from St. Paul in his second letter to the Corinthians, and he says this, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Ladies and gentlemen, if we knew everything that was going to happen, would we really enjoy it? I don't know. I will tell you this. I don't know that I would. And I can tell you everything I've done in the past that has prepared me for what I'm doing now. If I had walked by sight, I don't know that I would have been as happy doing the work I am doing now because I would not have really chosen it in a way. God would not have led me. My faith wouldn't have grown. So just remember today. And the rest of this land, the rest of this year, we walk by faith, not by sight. As always, thank you so much for taking time to listen to the podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, share. And again, please consider uh, becoming a patron of our show. Again, all that uh, all that you do uh, helps us uh, with our youth ministry programming, enables us to, to continue this podcast. And uh, for, for all of our current patrons, thank you so much for your generous donations. We truly appreciate it. Until next time, keep practicing.